Welcome back to What the HR Podcast. I'm Jesse Novi, an HR business partner with CH Robinson. And I'm Mike Toole, HR technology consultant with SAP SuccessFactors. In today's episode, we are joined by Scott Scanson. He's the Senior Director of Total Rewards, overseeing all compensation, benefits, and HR systems at Chipotle. As a key member of the People Experience team, Stanson has been instrumental in bringing forth new and innovative benefits for the organization's 97,000 employees. Under Scott's leadership, Chipotle has introduced an average hourly wage increase, new tuition assistance program, crew bonus program, and an annual incentive program. Prior to joining Chipotle, Stanson was a senior vice president for total rewards at Lone Depot and spent over a decade streamlining and growing operations and benefits at the wet seal. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, please take a second, leave us a review. We greatly appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. All right, Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, as a way of getting started, if you wouldn't mind just telling our, our audience you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, I'm Scott Scanson. I'm the head of total rewards here at Chipotle. Been here for now about three years. I come from, let's see, a lot of different industries, but let's just start at the wet seal. I was, if you guys remember that as a retailer, uh, wet seal and R and B, Contempo yep. Casuals. Um, I was there for about eleven years. Now, I, one year in retail is like dog years, so you could say I was there for seventy-seven years. Um, then I did move on from there into Lone Depot. Recently, just went public, and there I started with seven hundred employees. Took that out to about eight thousand employees. It was heavy in the M and A world. I was the senior vice president of Total Rewards there. Did that for about five years. And then I got the opportunity to move on to Chipotle. And it's not often that you see um, you know, this large company moving into Southern California, but we saw it go from Denver, Colorado, where it was founded, into Newport Beach, California. And it was felt like every sense of the word of a startup, you know, 25-year-old startup, it's not common they get the opportunity to step into a role like that. But to me, in that total reward, total total rewards world, it was kind of nirvana to be able to, you know, take this, um, you know, this company again, twenty five year old startup, and mature in its function for both comp benefits and um, and people systems, and so and and that's where I am today. Uh, it'll be three years in September. What a ride it has been! But I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And now I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. I do have a lovely wife and we have five kids together, ranging from 25 to nine. That's really what gets me up every morning. I would say, you know, it, that's second to the job, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, first to the job, the job is second, but uh, I've had a great time of being here at Chipotle. Absolutely. I still remember my very first Chipotle burrito, you know, when there was like one or two in, in the state. So I was excited to talk to you today. We'll talk a little bit about the pandemic. It's It's an easy topic, but I also... You've been in Total Rewards now for quite some time. I'd love to hear your perspective on how that space has changed through your career. Oh my God, it's it's, it's changed quite a bit. I, I remember kind of that dot com era, Y two K. You know, um, kind of growing up in that, we, we were thinking about then, you know, cancer benefits or bring your pet, met life insurance. You know, all that type of stuff. Uh, it has evolved quite a bit into where it, it's not just these benefits really are meaningful and how we want to think about our employees' wellness. 
Uh, it's not something we just need to have. It's something we want to have for our employees. And, and we've been thinking about it differently than just for the employees. We're thinking it more broadly. It's how can we think about you know, benefits and wellness and financial wellness and physical wellness and mental wellness for our employees' families. For us at Chipotle, you know, we, we take it a step further. We're, we're thinking about it from the standpoint of the parents, uh, spouse, and children. And, you know, and we think that, that when someone goes home, they're going home into that. And so uh, we want to ensure that all those things around an employee, we're helping them out as well. And so, uh, you know, I, I've seen it evolve quite a bit and I'm happy about where it's going, about that kind of holistic, you know, kind of wellness uh, benefit, um, again, reaching to the employee's entire life. Have you seen a shift within leadership within those companies? Like when you kind of first got into it, was it more of a nice to have and now they see it as you know critical to business success? Yeah, listen, I remember walking into meetings with the executives. It's just, you know, I, people were uh, on their Blackberries <laughs> thinking about every else they wanted to be besides in a renewal meeting with me, you know. Um, now we're having these meetings, you know, three or four times a year about where we're trending on benefits you know, who's participating. Um, I, I find that the executives take now an active role in what we're trying to put in front of our employees. And, and you've seen how the employee value proposition has really grown up and it becomes, it has become something, you know, really bigger than the organization. And, and, and so it, it's part of that EVP where I find that the executives really kind of hang their hat on is the, this employee value proposition that we're giving it to our employees it really can be the differentiator between an employee working for us and somebody else. And so you find that the executives really take an active role, not even them, but even our board of directors take an active role on, on that employee value proposition and what it means for our employees. Mm -hmm. So specific to Chipotle and the industry that you're in, would you say that it's I guess I'm thinking of a lot of maybe part-time workers, maybe not benefit eligible, how, how do you craft your strategy specifically in that industry to make sure that you're competitive in the total reward space? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always difficult. You know, number one, let's just start with that. Uh, you know, we, for Chipotle, we're we have a purpose-driven organization, which is to cultivate a better world. And I got to tell you, when I first came into Chipotle, you know, and they said, hey, you know, we have this purpose, cultivate a better world. I was ecstatic about that. The, the things I can do in benefits with that kind of purpose. And, and so, uh, you know, we, we start off in the beginning here of saying how, what, what could be our differentiator for our employees and what could be really real meaningful benefits for employees. So let's start talking about tuition assistance. You, you just have to work for us for four months with 15 hours on average, and we'll give you $5,250 in tuition assistance every year. And so what an amazing benefit to think that you just got to work 15 hours on average and we'll, you'll give me that benefit. Uh, we have furthered that thought to say, hey, we don't want to reimburse you. Let's just give you a debt-free degree. You know, again, you're a part-time employee only working 15 hours. Imagine if either one of us were going through that situation. You can get a debt-free degree at a, a, a great university with no out-of-pocket expense, I would take that bet all day long, you know? Same. And so what a great benefit. In addition to that, and I've talked about it, that we're thinking about employees' families. So if you have a parent, child, or a spouse that does not have a GED or is speaking English as a second language, 
we will help for them. We'll pay for them to get that GED or learn English as a second language. And so we're willing to do that for their families as well. So another great benefit. You know, also we do have, you know, and I think a lot of people do have Preventive Plus as a kind of a part-time benefit. Um, but we've, we've talked to a lot of our employees that have grown up with us. And, you know, in the beginning for them where there was no benefits as a part-time employee, um, we're offering that to them. And so for them, when there's nothing to rely on, but they're able to have something there, it's, it's been something that's helped them get through some difficult times. In addition to that, we've been able to offer that, uh, you know, telemedicine um, to all of our employees and their families, you know, so that's something and you can imagine going through a pandemic, what a great benefit for not just them, but again, for their families to take advantage of that, that, that telemedicine. And so the other part I think, and I got I remiss if I didn't say it is one of our differentiators here is kind of the health advocacy. And so it's kind of concierge service. Again, think of a parent that has Medicare and don't know how to navigate it. They got claims they're sitting on. They just call this 1-800 number. They can say, hey, I've got Medicare claims or the spouse has got claims for another employer or they have questions about benefits or they need to talk to somebody for mental health. Um, These are all things they call one one number and they can drive into all these different directions, including that telemedicine. So we've really tried to take the guesswork out of kind of the back of a benefit guide trying to find that number. It's really, hey, just, it's simple. Call this 1-800 number, give them your problem, give them your question, whatever you're going through, and they will point you in the right direction. And I, you know, in the beginning, we talked about where total rewards has come from. I, I think it was really hard for employees to get to where they needed to get to. And this is where we take that guesswork out of it. And, and it's, you don't have to go through an app, you don't have to go through anything. It's the old ways of just dialing a number <laughs> and you're able to get to somebody to help you navigate. You know, you had uh, talked, Scott, about the philosophy of like building a better world. I'm curious if the result of all of those great total rewards and benefits that you offer to your employees is a result of just, you know, Chipotle's vision and mission, or if it's a combination of like an employee listening strategy and feedback that you had received from your employees directly? Could you kind of tell us how you ultimately landed where you did on your, your decisions? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm asked that question by a lot of the people that work in the corporate offices. Like what, what, what is our vision? How do we come up with it? And I, I, I tell everybody the same thing. It's the collective whole. I'm always listening. Um, And when everybody has an idea or a thought, that's where these ideas are coming from. It's not Scott ideating in a room by himself. (laughs) You know, it's, it's really this, the collective whole of the organization that we're listening to uh, and hearing what they're looking for. And, and then and we're trying to pluck out what could be that differentiator. But more than that is to cultivate a better world. To me, it's um, with a great brand comes great responsibility. And, and we've been trying, our, our mission here has been trying to create a total rewards program that could be leading in its practice. Uh, not just benefits, but compensation as well. You know, for us, you know, we we found a way to create upside for all, you know, 90,000 employees, not just what would otherwise be management, right? And so you've got someone working as a crew on that line, making that amazing burrito for you. And, you know, they if they do certain things as, as far as making that burrito with some speed there, then they are eligible for one week of bonus every quarter, or you can imagine one month of a bonus in an annual. And so the, the fact that we've got this entire organization rowing in that same direction, 
you know, it's just one more thing that we've listened to our employees on, which is, which was, you know, um, let's, let's not just the managers, but let's have the employees all go towards the same purpose, the same goal within that restaurant. And then let's incent and reward for that. And so long winded answer, but it is the collective whole of everybody from the crew, the leaders, the corporate office, the executives, um, and, and, and together collectively, we have designed this program. I, what I'm hearing is that you've done a really good job too of tying that into, <clears throat> you know, maybe career aspirations, career growth, performance. I one time a long time ago, and I probably actually still have the article saved someplace because it was that inspiring about Chipotle and the work that you all have done there on how to build a career versus just a job that somebody might see it at, oh, yeah. you know, at the retail level and the way that you're describing, you know, bonus opportunities and incenting your employees in a way that not only retains them, but probably makes them feel like I could have a career here at Chipotle. This doesn't just have yeah. to be a quote unquote job. You know, it's, that is um, part of that EVP, the employee value proposition is that the ability to be developed in this organization. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I would tell you, I even tell my kids, it's okay to think about going to Chipotle uh, for a career. The fact that within 18 months, you could be in some type of management position, right? And then the fact that you could be for about three and a half years and become one of our it's seasoned GMs, we call them restaurateurs, and you can make $100,000. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's just an amazing career opportunity. And oh, and by the way, as you're, as you're going through this process, I'm going to give you a free degree, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and, and so, and, and then, and, and this benefit package is thinking about not just you, but every, you know, people in your family. And so, man, I, I think it, it's a great, you know, direction for a lot of employees to come out of school, get educated and create a career with us making six figures. What, I, I, what an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. I got, so I have two questions. The first one is you roll out something new or just in general, the total strategy, how do you drive utilization of it within the organization? You mentioned, you know, the old school, pick up the phone, you're, you're trying to remove barriers, but is there anything else when somebody's, cause there may be people listening that don't have a robust total reward strategy and they really want to prove the value of it. How do you ensure that the employees are using this to kind of provide the value to them? You know, one of the things we did is we, we try to meet our employees where they're at. And you saw, you know, within the last year or two, that QR code was resurrected, you know. And so we started putting posters in the back of each of our um, our restaurants. And so you just you just pick up your phone, you take a picture, not even could you just hold the, pic, the camera to it. And then, you know, Cultivate Me was a website that we created that was individualized to the employee. So that would pop up, you know, they've got to log in, but then all their individual benefits tailored to themselves is sitting on that page. And then it links out to everything. And so we have kind of scrolling pages on that. So if we're, if we're trying to talk about, the, you know, the 401k or uh, the debt-free degree or, you know, the matchup we pro provide or telemedicine, what are the flavors of that month? You know, they log in, that's the first thing you're going to see. And so we're always trying to do the good job of, selling that benefit back to the employees. They may have it already, um, but we will remind them of this uh, amazing benefit program that we have. And so we're always trying to sell it back to them, you know? And so we do it that way, number one. 
Two, we communicate via Workday. And so we do mass emails to all of our employees reminding them of these great benefits. And it's always linking back to, um, uh, to Cultivate Me. The landing page within Workday is, allows you just to do one or two clicks to allow you to get into benefits, allows you to get into your payroll checks or whatever the case is. And so we're not trying to go five clicks later, oh, these are my benefits. It's one click later, you can get into your benefits. And then we also have these little books that we've created. And they're, I would say they're probably about three inches by five inches. Um, they're really in-depth books. They're fun. They're brand right. And so we circulate that around the organization so all of our employees can pick that up, take it with them, flip through it. And yes, the QR code is in there as well. So you can drive them all back to that Cultivate Me site. Yeah, it, it's embarrassing to admit, but I think it took me probably two, three years to realize that the QR code to be accessed right from my Jamrum. I had like the QR app that I'd always have to re-download. Funny, when I was when I was introducing that QR code, a, a lot of the, the leadership was saying, Scott, QR code is a thing of the past. It's, mm. <laughs> you know, but then I think you saw Apple come up that update and it was just hover over it. And then it was just well-timed. Um, but I, I was like you, I was like, where's that app again to scan your QR yep. code? <laughs> yeah, they really did make a comeback. And I, I like them. I mean, right, we're doing all our menus through them and yeah. it's, it's it's very easy way to oh, do yeah, it. Oh yeah, that's right. So my other hey, question. Mike. Yeah. Sorry. Ahead, Before we move on, I just yeah. have one kind of follow up question. So Scott, it sounded like you know you guys are doing an exceptional job internally with your employees, kind of as you indicated, and I liked that verbiage, selling back to the employee from yep. a recruiting perspective outside of you know listing it on your website including it on job descriptions things of that nature how are you guys using that as a marketing and like talent acquisition um, initiative if you will if you are at all which i imagine you are because you'd be silly not to given how robust they are oh man it, again because it is our differentiator right so everything that we have from a, a marketing tool has got this thing blasted on it. Um, it, it. Not only that, not not just the benefits, but also what you mentioned, right? Is that developmental opportunities that you have, the series of steps that you can get, take to get to making that six-figure type of salary in the organization. But all that collateral that we have, we 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 paint this everywhere. If it's in our recruiting site with Taleo, but also you know it's interesting. It's um even like this, this podcast or. Every time an opportunity, we have an opportunity for our CEO or a CFO to talk about that benefits in any one of those kind of social media outlets or on the news outlets, they're quick to remind our listeners or our customers that we've got this amazing EVP and talk about that debt for degrees. It really drives a lot of our customers that end up being our employees to Chipotle. And so I think it's, 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 a, it's almost like a, it's all of us here at Chipotle. We're all so proud of what we've all built here from this EVP that we're all celebrating it. And so everybody's talking about it from all different channels. The obvious things, all right, are those collaterals that we have from the recruiting standpoint. But I think our secret sauce is that everybody is beating that same drum and talking about this proud product that we've all created in this EVP. And I think you'll find that every time, anytime we have one of our execs on it, you know, MSNBC or Fox, whatever the case is, you'll hear benefits mentioned. You'll hear it in our earnings call, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact. You know that Brian Nichols will, will mention in our uh, you know our benefits in these earnings calls, and this is not often that you're hearing about that. You know, it's like this is specific to earnings, but then all of a sudden benefits makes its way uh, into the conversation during earnings. So it's I think it's impressive. Again, it's something we're all proud of. Do you guys receive feedback from employees 
as part of their onboarding or through the recruitment process that that is something that drew them to Chipotle? A hundred percent. I mean, you can see that in any one of those kind of social media outlets. It's an attraction tool. It's a retention tool, right? And it's a differentiator between us and our competition. And you know, it's interesting. It's that's probably the byproduct of us putting this whole thing together. Um, I think the original intention was, uh, you know, with a great brand comes great responsibility. I mentioned, right? To cultivate a better world, let's do the right thing, and we are led by doing that right thing. And that's where these packages come from. And there are many more ideas that we have um, that we'd like to put out there. I mean, again, I mean, the fact that we can give a person that's only working for us 15 hours a day a free degree, (laughs) it's like, man, what an amazing thing to be offering to our employees. And listen, it doesn't mean they have to stick it, stay with us for the next four years. They might be cultivating a better world somewhere else. And so we're going to give them a degree and they're going to go to another organization and apply that degree to that organization. It doesn't have to be with us. Yes, we have many opportunities for them to be developed and grow in the organization, um, but it's not always the same, the right fit for them. So the fact that we give them a degree and they move on, we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great mindset. I'm glad you asked that question, Jess, before mine, because it, it led right into it. Scott, you mentioned that everybody's talking about it from executives down. And my question that I was going to ask is, have you worked for companies in the past that maybe you didn't have that same executive support? And if you did, or just in general, if, if you have advice for others that don't have that, how do, they, how do they go to that executive table to push their agenda to create a strategy like the one that you guys have today? You know, I, I'm going to start off with saying that uh, I got very lucky landing here at Chipotle with a supportive cast within our, the, our executive group. It's now, let me tell you this. I, I would tell you that I, you know, I, 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 I am very blessed to be here with the executive group that wants to drive change for our employees, but it's not always easy. Right. And so uh, even something as simple as a, a mental health, you know, we took it in there at first pass saying, Hey, we want to go beyond just the employees for mental health. Um, we want to go to, the spouse, children, and parents, and anybody living in that household. And it was like, you know, do you really need to go that far? And so at first pass, it was like, hey, Scott, let's just crawl, walk, run. And so we took it back in with another game plan, another game plan, another game plan. And and then all of a sudden, it, they had a great idea, which was, hey, let's offer these mental health program to <laughs> the parents, spouse, and children, and anybody lives in the household. And I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so, you know, I think part of it is, painting the right picture for of the audience, right? And, and, and being persistent. And now I've been told on certain benefits, Scott, don't bring this back in here ever again, <laughs> you know? And so I, 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 have a, I don't have an issue of trying repackaging and trying and repackaging. Um, oftentimes when I feel like it's, it's the right thing to do and I'm getting shot down, I put the ownership on myself. Did I, did I not present this in the right way? Did, did I, you know, did it, was I catering this to a different audience? It's, I, I put this on me. What, what is it about me that I did wrong in this presentation? You know, and, and sometimes, you know, we, I, I present to all our, our entire executive group, right? So there's eight of them. I um, mean, so I might get a couple wins at it. I might get a couple losses, but I can go refine and come back in. And so I think the luxury that I have here at Chipotle is I'm presenting to everybody at once so I can get some allies in it, as opposed to maybe just a CFO, head of HR, you know, that's a limited audience. So I think that's one of the benefits I have. But mm-hmm. advice, try and try again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think and, and take ownership is what I heard. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I don't I, I don't put this on anybody else but myself. And then again, that that no is just sometimes you know enough motivation to go try it to try it again. Yeah. So I do want to talk about the pandemic a little bit. I know we're hopefully we're, we're on our way yeah. out, but there's so many lessons to be learned through what we went through and everybody that we have on the show and every, every company and in different industries, it all affected them differently. I'm curious how it affected you guys. And then specifically how it affected your, your strategy around total rewards and, and maybe share what you guys learned going through it and maybe what you change coming out of it. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, we weren't exempt from being hit by COVID. You know, we, we all felt it. It was, um, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, uh, we had to find our way and navigate through the good news here. If there's any good news is that, you know, we were well positioned with our digital arm here. We, we at one point we called a second make line, you know, kind of walking into this uh, and now it's, it's almost its own separate business within Chipotle, but you know, we were well positioned to be able to kind of weather the storm. It's not that we didn't feel this storm digital, um, that app that we created, the fact that we can get this delivered to you, this hot, delicious food that's, you know, um, customized to how you want it can, can get to you fairly quickly. You know, we found ourselves in, in a great position. And I think that you probably saw that in our, you know, our stock price. Um, you saw that in our market cap, you know, and in our earnings calls, we, we were well positioned to, to weather this. So, you know, we, we, yes, we had to close down our dining rooms, but then that second make line, that digital app that was just ever so present and, uh, and everybody, that frontline worker was there at work. And I can't speak more highly of them, those frontline workers that were really holding us up, you know, working in those masks, you know, you know delivering that hot food to our, to our customers. And, you know, and we did do some shifts. You know, we did curbside there for a little bit. Then all through that process, you know, we were we were doing the right things with our employees. Um, we know that the sales weren't there, so we're making discretionary bonuses. Um, we did increase wages by ten percent. You know, we we ensured that we had personal leaves for our employees that were automatically kind of renewing itself every thirty days. We did pay our employees to be on, uh, you know, emergency leaves if they were if if they had COVID or they had exposure to COVID. People that were fearful of coming to work, we just said, "Hey, stay home for thirty days and and then and then come back." So, and then you know, even on that tuition assistance, you know, it's um, people weren't meeting those fifteen hours, and so we said, "Hey, let's just um, let's let's not use those hours requirement during the pandemic um, because people didn't have the right amount of hours." And so, we did all these right things with our employees, and again. With the great brand comes great responsibility, and and us doing the right thing was what led our decisions. And yes, it did cost us a lot of money to do these things, but it was the right thing to do for our mm-hmm. employees. Did you did you see an uptick in utilization of maybe your your mental health programs that you guys had in place through the pandemic? Oh, a hundred percent. I you know interesting enough is that we had um, all these packages ready to go pre pandemic, um, and so. It was, it, it, but it's, it's almost like we had a crystal ball moment saying, hey, these are the right benefits at the right time. And then all these things went in place and we hit this pandemic, right? And so it was a combination of things, new benefits, but also we saw this massive spike in utilization because, I mean, that mental wellness was such a 
critical piece as we're now, I mean, every single one of us, you and I, all of us were, how do we navigate this? And now I'm staying at home. My walls are getting closer together. I only, you know, and so um, my five kids are driving up the wall, <laughs> you know, and so all those things were perfect time benefits. We saw massive spike in utilization. We were really trying to broadcast not just that, but, you know, text lines for, for suicide, the mental health thing, everything we could think of financial health, physical health, you know, and we've got committees. We have wellness committee that was helping drive some of the stuff too, to be these brand ambassadors in wellness helping kind of circulate this information through, through the organization. Can you talk a little bit more about the brand ambassadors and then if there's anything from like a leadership perspective that they did to get the word out about the went, the mental wellness opportunities and or benefits, because although I think we have come such a long way from, you know, removing the stigma associated with mental health issues, unfortunately it still exists. And I think that there are people that just don't reach out because they're scared about or uneasy about what it's going to look like on the other side, who might find out about it, et cetera, et cetera. So can you just share a little bit more around that on how you guys kind of help to remove that stigma and encourage participation? Yeah, you know, it's um, one of the right things that we did during this whole pandemic is our CEO um, was getting the, the, the entire company together, you know, and so he was messaging it through those conversations. If we're just talking to all of our GMs, for instance, and we've got almost 3000 of them and it was, and he was, you know, we have decks that go along with PowerPoints and on those pages is mental health, right? This is where you need to call the text lines for, for suicide. This is where you need to call. This is where you can text. And every one of our executives, no matter what the presentation was, these were things that were reminding all of our employees at all times during the process of this pandemic, this is where you can go for help. And so that stigma, you know, I know it's, it's, it's a real thing. I, I do find that the, you know, the Gen Zers here are more apt, they're more open about these things. They're more open to talk about it. They're more open to utilizing the benefits, you know, but nonetheless, um, people in my generation, you know, might have that, that stigma. Um, but we talked to everybody about this and it was, it was on autopilot to repeat repeat, repeat to that. And it's even one of our objectives of the CEO in this organization is that, that wellness of our, of our employees. And so it's something that even to this day, we continue to beat that drum on um, wellness um, or in mental wellness, physical and financial. I'll tell you this, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very proud of our executive group and how they continue to message that during that, that process meeting with small groups, large groups, and everything in between and, and messages. And again, we continue to do it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, there's always, I think, a, a sweet spot when the business really becomes involved in these initiatives. Oftentimes these programs and or EAPs are sort of kind of run and pushed, if you will, by, you know, people teams or human resources teams. And I think when uh, an organization and a culture does a really good job of getting their their business leaders and their business folks involved in taking every opportunity to remind employees about what's available to them, how to not only what's available to them, but how to use it. Because as you mentioned, you know there was always information provided on the number that you can call or the website that you can go to. I think it just makes so much more of an impact on the employee population that way. So that's incredible. 
Yes, I completely agree with that. I, I would tell you this, that we all took it personally during that, 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 that pandemic. Um, it, as you, when you, were, you remember being in the middle of it, it was a real thing, you know, and, uh, and, and people are working that, that line, making that, that customized burrito for you as people are walking in wearing masks, you know? And so for them, they're, the uncertainty of that, um, or even how to get to work through the subway or the train system, you know, they're, they were living this day in, day out. And so we knew that they were going through some mental anguish and we were trying to do whatever we could to meet them with it, where they're at. So two questions. One, how do you stay on top of new trends within your space? Uh, that's kind of question number one. You know, do you have mentors? Do you have groups? You know, how can people get plugged in? And then the second part is we talked about what has changed, you know, within total rewards throughout your career. Maybe some of your predictions as to where it's going over the next three, five, 10 years. That'd be interesting to hear as well. You know, I wish I could say I belong to a lot of groups and I'm hearing a lot of ideas or I'm belonging to groups and I'm socializing my ideas. I became a bit of an ostrich over the last three years and I was just listening to my employees and what they were wanting. I wasn't trying to be influenced by the professional <laughs> because I felt like it was just, we were just recycling all the ideas that were there. And so I purposely kind of took myself out of that equation and was trying to just be fresh on the ideas. Um, and that's, I think it's one of the original questions you guys asked me is where are these coming from? And it's really just having a, an ear towards our employees. And, and that's, so that ideation is coming from, from there. Yeah. We do some refinement and we're trying to make it bigger than what it could have been. And we saw, and we have some amazing ideas, what we're trying to kind of roll off. What's interesting is when a provider says no to me, that something that doesn't exist, I feel like I'm on to the right thing, you know, that we're trying to challenge that status quo. And, and that's where I, I get, I get pumped up, <laughs> you know, that we're, we're doing the, the right thing here of how we can change, how we think about benefits. And again, the great brand comes great responsibility. Let's change it up. Um, and so that's, that's, that's how we've been doing it. Now, where I, I think it's going is I, I do think there's going to continue to be this emphasis on employees and their families. I continue to just try to find a way to give healthcare to all of our employees. You know, I'm challenged with that. I think telemedicine does a decent job of that. That you know, I I think of how we can give every single one of our employees a physical every year. I I but what comes with that is the responsibility of saying someone says, but I'm I'm diabetic. You know, um, now what I have responsibility. You know, here's some medica some medication. So it's a domino effect, right? So. I'm trying to find a perfect balance of, of creating awareness around all of our employees and their health. You know, um, I just think it's the right thing, uh, but how I get that done, I'm just uncertain of it. <laughs> so I, I don't think of it as much as a differentiator. I just think of it, God, if I have, if we can have that power to make a difference in employees' lives, let's, let's try to aim for that. And so I'm sure I'll be somewhere in between my dream and, and what the reality will be. And, and it might be where telemedicine can catch up a little bit and we can get around um, some of the rules are out there that don't allow me to do certain things. <laughs> but, you know, that's, you know, that's, if, if, I would tell you a couple of years ago, I would say, hey, I'd like to give everybody that works 15 hours on average a free degree. You know, we were able to check off that, that box. You know, so I, I do think that I'll probably start to migrate away from degrees and into certificates. Um, I think that's probably a direction I'll probably end up going. It's kind of 
people don't always have the patience to go through a four-year degree, but they might be able to get through a one-year certificate program that can really benefit them, again, not just here at Chipotle, but, you know, somewhere else as well, and give them the tools to be successful. Not everybody needs a four-year degree to be successful, you know, and so I think that's another direction I think we'll, we'll end up going. Scott, back to your, you know, the comment, we've talked about it a couple of times just regarding your ear to the ground regarding kind of what your employees are saying and and being really conscientious of listening and then taking action. For somebody that works in Total Rewards that's listening to this podcast episode that maybe works for a really large, perhaps global organization, maybe they're just not in a in a role or the or the HR team and the organization is so big, they don't have the ability to be as closely connected to what the employees, you know, in the field or in the business, if you will, are saying, what would you, what would you recommend to them? Would you recommend a listening strategy, working closely with their HR business partner? Like how are they making sure the right information is getting to them so that they can take appropriate action? You know, another one of our secret weapons are those HR business partners that we have. Um, they, we, we have, like, is it eight of them in each of our regions and, you know, your best friend until rewards for all things is going to be those HR business partners. Um, and so we do specifically kind of download with them on a routine basis, you know, and at least every, biannually, we all meet up in some city somewhere in the country collectively to hear their thoughts of what's going on. Um, you know, my team does meet with them on a regular basis. They it's every other week. They invite someone on my team onto their their your team meeting, and it's it's for two purposes. Number one, it's for us to hear what they have to say that's happening there because they're the closest to the ground on this, and for and two, it's for us to re-educate them on certain benefits, or comp strategies, or system related um, you know uh, things that we want them to be aware of. And so it's a two way streak. We we t- we we talk and then we listen. And we always think there's not enough, t- there's, there's always an opportunity for them to get re-educated on something. And so we're always reminding them of the sell, you know, <laughs> you know, sell this back to your employees. This is what it really is. This is our new leave of absence program. This is what debt for you to agree looks like. Um, and so we're always trying to do this push pull with our HR business partners. The other part of us as well is that, you know, there's, the, there's a lot of small groups that are happening in our organization. And so, you know, our leaders are always reaching out to our employees and they're always getting feedback. So we're always plugged into that somehow, some way and getting those small tidbits of feedback from our employees. It could be as simple as a story of my mom's going through something. I wish there's something there for them. You know, it's just little things that we can grab from to see how we can help our employees. And so that's another thing that we do. And of course, you know, if you listen to what they HR, you know, they can always plug into this podcast and hear more about what's going on in the world of that, of HR. Well, you just said two things that I didn't pay you to say. First would be the plug for the podcast. Second would be the plug for being well-connected to your HR business partner. So thank you for those uh, two, two free plugs, Scott. Appreciate it. Yeah. And we, I know we're going to wrap soon and, you know, I, I, I have to say, I love Chipotle before the interview. I love it even more. Now, one of the things you said, Scott, that I really will take away is that you guys are doing this tuition reimbursement program, understanding that they may not stay with you guys forever and that you're doing that to impact them on within their career. And that mindset, I think is 
is what has led you guys to be so successful, you know, within your strategy and also just as a company. How can people get connected with you, Scott, if they want to talk more about this? Are you on, you know, social media? Are you open to people connecting with you on this stuff? Hundred percent. You know, um, you know, it's no secret that we're leveraging Guild to help us. You know, they help build this thing for us. What a, what a great company to be. Able, you know, that they can really get the stuff off the ground for any other organization. But you know, if they want to link me in, um, I'm more than happy to have a conversation about where we went, what we're doing, and how we did it. Absolutely. Well, hey, it's been such a pleasure having you, Scott. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the HR. If you want to hear more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're listening through now. If you enjoyed the podcast, do us a favor and share with your network, your boss, or your CEO. Help us get this podcast in front of anyone who wants to know what HR looks like when done well. Also, if you have any questions for show topics or people you'd like us to interview, please email Mike and I at podcast at tcsherm.org. That's podcast at tcsherm.org. If you want to find out more about Twin City Sherm or our upcoming events, please visit our website at tcsherm.org. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And finally, if you're not already a member of Twin City Sherm, please use code WHATTHEHR at checkout to receive $20 off your membership. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode.